Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Saturday morning. Good morning, my friends. How are you doing this morning? I hope that you have gotten through the week and whatever challenges, whatever obstacles you had to overcome. I hope, my friends, that you were able to um, really give those things over to the Lord and make it today on this Saturday morning as we prepare to dive into the Word of God. As we continue in the book of Zechariah, We're going to be going into a new chapter today. So if you have not had the opportunity, please go to the book of Zechariah and read the entire chapter 1 so that you can catch up with us to see where we're at. And just for a quick recap, Zechariah was being given numerous visions from God. Uh, He was having an encounter with an uh, angel of the Lord. And he was being shown all these things specifically for such a time as then, which we can apply to our lives today. So we're going to start in chapter 2, and this is uh, starting in verse 1. And it says, Then I raised my eyes and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. So I said, Where are you going? And he said to me, To measure Jerusalem, to see what is its width and what is its length and there was the angel who talked with me going out and another angel was coming out to meet him who said to him run speak to this young man saying Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls because of the multitude of men and livestock in it For I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. And then as we continue down, it says, Up, up, flee from the land of the north, says the Lord, for I have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven, says the Lord. Up, Zion, escape you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts, he sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. For surely I will shake my hand against them and they shall become spoil for their servants. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I am coming, and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and they shall become my people, and I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. 
and the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for he is aroused from his holy habitation. Father, we thank you for this word in Zechariah chapter 2. This new vision that Zechariah was being given at this time of measurement and lines and boundaries. We thank you, Lord, because we can apply this to our lives today. You're constantly doing that in our lives. You are, you know, setting up boundaries for us. You're the preparing our blueprints for our life, Father. And at the same time, you are also giving us an opportunity to be extended even at times beyond the boundaries and the lines that you measure for us. So we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So my friends, you know, we had been discussing in chapter one how the Lord was speaking to Zachariah and he had given him these specific visions of what was going, what was happening on the land, what was happening with uh, the people, the community, and things that were happening with their circumstances. And here in this chapter, my friends, we're seeing now that God is starting to pinpoint. Excuse me. He's starting to pinpoint specific things that was a measurement unto the people. And let's talk about that for a second. Because when the Lord says, Zechariah says, you know, then he raised his eyes, he looked, and a man with a measuring line in his hand. And so I, I said, where are you going? And he said, oh, to measure Jerusalem, to see what is its width and what is its length. So let's stop there for a second. Now, you and I both know in the natural, when we think about measuring tapes uh, that we can get at Home Depot, Lowe's, or wherever else, any other hardware store, even at the 99 cent store these days, (laughs) um, we look at the measuring tape and we can get it in different uh, inches and feet. Uh, So the longer the measuring tape, the more we can measure um, lengthwise width-wise and height-wise. And um, so here, uh, Zechariah is seeing this uh, man, and he's he's on his way to go measure Jerusalem. Because at the time, uh, that represented uh, for the children of Israel, uh, hope. If if he was on his way to go measure uh, Jerusalem, He was measuring it for a reason, uh, because God was going to be doing something new with that territory. God was setting up territory, boundaries, a blueprint that was going to be for them. And many times, my friends, when we are measuring things, we measure things uh, in different ways. In the natural, we're always measuring things by what something looks like on the outside, what something looks like in quantity, what something looks like um, in just value. We measure things many ways, in many ways as um, in the natural, in, in the flesh. But in this case, God was measuring this not only spiritually, 
of what he was going to be providing in the future for this community. But he was also preparing to be a great surveyor of land, and we've been discussing this for a while, who was getting ready to build Jerusalem in a way that not only would the children be blessed by it and benefit from it, but they will also prosper and it will go beyond generation to generation. And pretty much when God sets up a measurement and he's measuring our lives, he's measuring what we could do um, and where we should go and how far we should go, right? Um, He's doing it for a reason. He does that to protect us. And in this case, the man who has the measuring tape He was actually going to mark out the boundaries for a foundation. And when we think about um, measuring something, I just spent this, (laughs) I just spent yesterday actually, um, rearranging like one of my rooms in my home. And I always use a measuring tape. And when I do that, I do that to make sure that when I'm going to move specific items to a specific location or specific area against the wall, whatever the case may be, that it will fit symmetrically correct and that it'll actually look good too if it's placed in that position. And I found myself that a couple of times um, I had to rethink the measuring that I was going to be doing because it just didn't make sense symmetrically. Uh, When I looked at it, I was like, ah, that doesn't look good in that spot. Move this over to this side. And then I'd measure again. Well, lo and behold, about several hours later, once I was done, it was completed. And in my opinion now, based on everything I did in the natural, everything works to specification of where I put every single item in the room. And Actually, it's giving me a little bit more space. (laughs) So um, that was necessary for me to make sure that I can move around this room correctly. I have access to whatever I need. I can see everything I need. Uh, There's no clutter. Everything is clean. Everything is organized and in its perfect place. And for me, that was a major accomplishment. And I said to myself, wow, you know what? when you really take out the time to measure things and put things accordingly, it really turns out to be a great result. So in this situation, for me, it was like, wow, this is great because this room is now going to stay like this for a while, the way I just did it yesterday. And as I'm th- I was reading the scripture, it really just nailed me in my heart because I was like, wow, I just went through this. And in this situation, this is what God is doing. God is measuring everything accordingly to how he's going to set up his blueprint, right? I set up my blueprint in the natural to have everything in my room a certain way that made sense uh, to me and to utilize it. And God spiritually will make a blueprint in our lives of what he's going to measure, what he's going to give us, how it's going to be laid out, whatever it is that he gives to us, whether it's the place that we live, whether it's the place that we go to school, whether it's the place where we work at, God works those areas out in our lives. He measures those things for us. And in this case, because the children 
of Israel had, you know, already endured what had happened with them with the Babylonians a while back. And then once they were able to get back their land um, and some of their uh, resources, get, get back what um, had been taken from them, they had pretty much settled um, again a little somewhat in Babylon. But God was saying, you might be here, but I am preparing a new place for you to be at and I'm going to measure it accordingly set it up accordingly to what you will need and how I want to make sure that it's going to be not just for you in the present now but that it will be accessible and available to your next generations after you so when he measured this he went to it says here he said to me to measure Jerusalem to see what it's it's worth and what is its length, right? So he wanted to make sure that he had the correct dimensions of the area. And God does that in our lives, my friends. When God is going to prepare us for something, when he's going to transition us, when he's going to do something new in our lives, he will also be measuring our area, our situation. Um, and some of you might be thinking, oh, this is a little complicated. You're talking about measuring my life. Yes. If right now you were to sit down and weigh your, ba- uh, you know, weigh yourself up, measure yourself, uh, you know, like a balance of a scale, you know, sometimes the scale will go up, sometimes it go down, depending what's on the, uh, the weight that's on it. And that's a way of measuring things as well. When we go to, um, you know, the supermarket to get groceries, we're weighing you know, our our, um, our uh, produce sometimes, if we have to weigh it to see, you know, uh, it's not one ninety nine a pound. So we go and put like three oranges to see, you know, is this what, is this a pound or a little bit more? And, and that's a way of measuring, right? Because sometimes we don't want to go past the one ninety nine, And sometimes if we go over the one ninety nine of the per pound measurement, then what's going to happen is we're going to pay a little bit more money. But in this case, God was saying, you know, I'm, he was saying, I am preparing this person. They're going to go and they're going to measure its width and its length. Because once God knows the, uh, the correct measurements of something, he will mark it in your life. He will make sure he goes, I'm going to measure this situation, what I'm preparing for you, and I'm going to mark it. And it's going to now have a surrounding barrier now but not so much of a barrier but a boundary that is going to help you know that within this parameter I'm going to prepare this for you with and he what he was doing was he was getting ready to restore Jerusalem again in this case and in restoring Jerusalem he needed to know the the correct measurement of the width and the height and of course the length to be able to do so and then it says here, and there was the angel who talked with me going out, meaning the guy told him where he was going with the measuring tape and he left. But then another angel was coming out to meet him who said to him, Ron, speak to this young man saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls because of the multitude of men and livestock in it for I says the Lord will be a wall of fire all around her and I will be the glory in her midst 
Wow, this is very powerful. So what is happening here is that the man is saying, you know, this is what God is going to do with this place, Jerusalem. He's going to restore it, right? He's going to restore Jerusalem. And because he's restoring Jerusalem, what he's going to do is he's going to set it up accordingly and he's going to place boundaries on it. And let's talk about that for a minute. Because when God places boundaries in our lives, he's doing it to protect us. He's doing it so that we stay within the area that he has given us um, and supplied for us, all the resources he may give, so that we would know that we're not going to lack anything, that it's going to be, he's going to take care of every provision for us. And he places boundaries on us and says, I am going to be glorified in this place. I'm going to have a fire around it. I'm going to be protecting it. Because whenever God is placing a foundation in a place, it's going to be solid, right? Especially when he placed Jesus Christ in our lives. That's our solid rock. And in this case, placing boundaries was important because the children of Israel um, and the community had um, laxed away from many things. And because they did that, God wanted to reestablish this place again, wanted to set up new towns within this whole uh, place of Jerusalem. And he was going to do it strategically because when God is the um is the engineer right he is the architect of our lives and he draws the blueprints and he does the measuring he's gonna prepare a place for us which is gonna be a place of plenty and what i mean by that is whatever he's gonna supply us with it's gonna meet be more than enough than what we need and he was already preparing for what he was gonna do with jerusalem and he was making it clear that it was going to be inhabited as towns without walls. You have to understand, when we go back, all the different times that wall, the walls had to be built um, for invasions to be avoided from other nations, right? Coming through into those areas and into those towns and into those communities, God is saying, this one is going to be without walls <laughs> because I am going to be the wall surrounding it. I, my fire is going to be around it, surrounding this place. So it'll be a town that everybody doesn't have to have all these walls and all these things. Um, I'm going to be the one who's going to be the, the protector as the wall. And when I think about it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing how God does this because it's about glorifying God. And it's about in this place that God is restoring, he being glorified. Because we remember what had happened with the community um, and uh, before of what happened with the Babylonians many of the reasons why the Babylonians were able to take over was because God allowed it because his children were falling by the wayside and he needed to get back their attention 
And now he's saying, because everything has already passed, because I'm doing this now, I am going to be um, the wall of protection. And I am going to create all these different towns. So he was, you know, preparing this major construction uh, that was happening. And my friends, we have to be reminded that's what God does with us. He prepares our lives in a way that is a under construction, right? You ever see that sign? Like when something says under construction, you go to visit a website, you know, when you go on your computer, it says under construction. I mean, you can't see it yet. It's still being set up. It's being put together. And many times God is doing that with us. We're under construction, you and I, every day. God is con- constantly building us up. He's constantly molding us. He's constantly placing things in our lives in the perfect place where it needs to be. And many times, my friends, while we're under construction, we've just got to let God be the contractor and the foreman and um, the worker that's working in us. A lot of times we make the mistake where we want to go grab a tool ourselves and try to fix ourselves or try to um, fix a situation ourselves or try to finish something quicker than, you know, than the pacing that God has it on. And we'll sabotage ourselves. We'll find ourselves like, what happened here? I got involved. Why? Because yes, you got involved. You got in the way. Don't get in the way. Let God be the orchestrator of everything that he's doing in your life. Everything that he's doing right now in your life has to bring glory to him. So you stay put, you wait, you let him prepare everything in your life. You let him measure things out for you. Set up the boundaries, prepare and and give you everything that you need according to his timing. And at the same time, you trust it. Why? Because he is the perfect architect who is creating the blueprint in our lives. You and I today, we're under construction, my friends. <laughs> God is working in us every day. And every time he finishes an area of where he's working in our lives, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's, it's a refreshing. It's something new. It's a new beginning. God sets things up accordingly. So this is what was happening here in this moment that Zechariah is witnessing. And then it says, Up, up, free, flee from the land of the north, says the Lord. For I have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven, says the Lord. Up, Zion, escape you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon. Okay, let's talk about that. Now, because the Israelites, they were captive, okay, uh, under the Babylonians, many of them did not return to Jerusalem at the time. And once everything was fizzled down with what happened with the Babylonians, they said, well, you know what? God has allowed us to get our things back. He's allowed us to um, to resecure, you know, the things that we needed and now have back in our lives. And he's given us security again. 
And he's given us provision. He gave us livestock and he gave us the things we needed, the greenery and the grass and all these things, crops and stuff. They decided that they were not going to leave. They were going to stay in Babylon. But Babylon had its history, right? Um, it had had its history of what had happened there, what was done to communities. And in this moment now, God was preparing a new place for the Israelites, for this community. And in doing so, he gave the word of telling them to leave the place and escape from among being and dwelling with the daughter of Babylon. So Zechariah, upon receiving this vision and understanding it clearly as God explained it to him, as he saw it in the vision and it was explained to him, he then went and said to the people, hey, you can't stay here anymore. You've got to now leave this place and you need to leave it quickly. Because whenever you hear somebody say, up, up, flee from the land of the north, up Zion, escape, you have dwell with the daughter of Babylon. That is a, remember what I said before? This is a hee hee moment. Everybody be notified. Ring the bell. <laughs> Send the sound the alarm. This is what needs to happen. This is what we need to do right now. And it was an actual urgent matter because God was going to do something new. He was going to transition them back to Jerusalem. And he was going to do something with this place. So let's continue to read on. And it says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, He sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. For surely I will shake my hand against them, and they shall become spoil for their servants. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. This is very clear of what God is saying. That when you touch one of mine, you're actually touching me. And because the Israelites had in the past already gotten this warning that things were happening that things were coming now this was the moment of truth and realization to them and Zechariah made it very clear to them that this was urgent because they had to leave because God was getting ready to do something to Babylon and what happens is the reason Zechariah was explaining to the people that this was an urgent matter was because God was going to destroy it. Because 
again, God will get a hold of his people, of his children, of the community that is not setting and doing their spiritual priorities unto him. A vast majority of the Israelites, they rejected these warnings and remained in Babylon. And then they had to face consequences for doing so. And my friends, let's talk about that with our own lives. Many times God will come to us through a messenger, word of knowledge, a dream he might give you, word of revelation, something to warn you, to prepare you, and to tell you it is time to move. It is time to go to the next step. It is time to go to a new place that he wants you to do. It is time to leave where you're at. And he might even show you things. He might even allow you to see things that you're like, hmm, this doesn't seem right. I don't think I should be here anymore. And many times we dismiss it. We don't pay attention to it. We don't listen. We don't heed the warning. And in not heeding the warning, we face circumstances and consequences in our lives. And here's the thing that um, God is saying. When you touch one of mine, you're touching me. When you're hurting one of mine, you're hurting me. And again, it's like I said before, nothing goes unnoticed in your life of what's happening to you, my friend. God is very aware if you're being mistreated, if you're being disrespected, if um, you're going through a horrible time uh, in a situation. God knows all the details. So when you hurt, he's hurting because you're his child. When he hears you, and he sees you going through something, whether you're weeping and crying out to him. He has a heart and he, sent, he, he feels what you're feeling. And that is what he's saying here. He's saying, To the nations which plunder you, for he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. Did you know that you're the apple of God's eye? You're the apple of his eye? Did you know that? And it says, for surely I will shake my hand against them and they shall become spoiled for their servants. Meaning God is going to take care of those individuals on your behalf. They're going to face consequences on, on your behalf for what they've done to you. And then you will know that your heavenly father has been sent. Especially with Zechariah being the messenger and the prophet that was bringing forth this word to the people. And as believers in Christ, my friends, we are very precious to God. He has us in the palm of his hand and to us we're like a prized jewel in his hand. We are his children. We're never to forget that. We are his children. He's our daddy. He's our heavenly father who loves us. 
Anybody that treats you unkind is the same as if they're treating God unkind. Anybody who disrespects you is the same as if they're disrespecting God. And Jesus said this to his disciples while he was with them. He mentioned to them that when we help others, we are helping him. And when we neglect others, we are abusing him. That's why we have to be very careful, my friends, how we treat each other. Because how we're treating each other is the same way of how we're treating God. So we say something bad to each other if we say words that hurt us, offend us. We are finding ourselves basically just as if we're saying these words to God. And I wanted us to think about this because this passage of scripture is very important. And it talks about specifically about measurement and boundaries. And we have to know boundaries too, my friends, on how we speak to people, treat people, handle people, handle situations. Everything that we do, my friends, we have to do in love. Even if someone is talking to us in a way that we don't agree with, we don't have to come back and rebuttal them the same way. We can give them words of encouragement, words of life, words that will bring upon peace in that situation. Because God wants us to also have boundaries, my friends, with the way we speak to people. We need to know, hey, I, I can't go beyond this. I, I, you, you might be cursing at me right now. You might be mistreating me, you know, telling me really bad things. But I got to place a boundary also because what God is doing in my life, I don't want to jeopardize that. I don't want to disappoint God in any way let him down in any way I'm going to handle this a little bit different and I'm going to do it as if God would be the one speaking back to you so I'm going to give you kind words I'm going to give you words of love and I'm going to treat you well even though I may be in the moment not being treated well because I know also based on the word we just read that God will handle the situation on my behalf And I don't have to do anything more than what's required of me. But to love my enemy, to pray for my enemy. Jesus made that very clear to us when he was on this earth. He made it very clear to his disciples. And as we move on in understanding that, Right, Because Zechariah made it clear to the people, this God is going to handle this on your behalf. He's setting up a new place for you. Um, 
Then he says, Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For behold, I am coming, and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. So God is saying, Rejoice, get ready. It's praise and worship time. For I am coming and I will dwell in your midst. How beautiful is that, that God is letting us know, letting them know at this time ahead of time, I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to be in the midst. And how many times do we get excited when we know that God is in our presence? We're in the presence of the Lord. When he's by our side, when we feel him, we know the Holy Spirit is here operating in us. How beautiful is that? And he says, many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and they shall become my people. Wow. Many nations. He didn't just say a few people. He didn't say one little town. He did one little section of a place. He said, many nations shall be joined to the Lord. That is an ultimate promise, my friends, of God doing something great in people's lives. He is bringing many nations unto him. And the same way that he said it in this word, he is Zechariah to the people, we can apply it to us today. Because today, God, our anchor, Jesus Christ, in our lives, through the salvation, we are beacons of light spreading the good news to others so that nations could be drawn to the Lord. And they shall become his people. We're building up the kingdom of God, my friends. We now have a responsibility of this. And then it says, and I will dwell in your midst. God made them that promise that he wasn't going to leave their side. That he would be with them always. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Right? This is Zechariah telling the people, listen, I'm bringing forth this word and it's going to be confirmed when you see what unfolds in front of you that the Lord is going to be there, that he's going to set up this provision. He's going to set up this new place for you. You're going to see that what he has asked me to do is going to come to reality, to say to you, it's going to come to reality. And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land. And will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent or flesh before the Lord, for he is aroused from his holy habitation. God was setting up a place, rebuilding Jerusalem, setting it up accordingly to the dimensions of how he was measuring it, setting up boundaries, preparing it, promising the people of what they were going to receive of his presence and that it was something that they had to do quickly. And my friends, many times God will talk to us because he will judge all who have oppressed God's people. He will. On your behalf. You just have to follow his lead. God promises to live among his people. He lives among us today, my friends. God is here. He's real. He's here in the present. This just did not apply to the time of Zechariah. This applies to us today. 
God is here in our midst. And many nations today will continue to draw near to him to get to know him. And they will become his children because they are already his children, but they will surrender themselves as children unto him. We must never lose that. We must never forget that. That God is drawing people unto him even today, still today. And it is important for us as believers of Christ, as Christians, to do our part in this as well. To bring forth words of encouragement, to speak to people about the Bible. Anytime you have an opportunity, bring up Jesus Christ. Bring up your testimony. Share your testimony to people. Let people know, you know, at the appropriate time of conversation, what God has done for you in your life. They can see an example in you of what God is doing. Many people are constantly watching us, my friends. They're constantly watching us. And they see us and they go, hmm, they have something I want. I just don't know what it is. And the minute you have the opportunity to share about who Christ is in your life, share it. Do not be ashamed of it. Now's the time to be even bolder than ever before. Because you have to prepare yourselves to know that we are in a situation right now, generational-wise, where many people are falling by the wayside. Many people are turning away from believing in God. Many people are walking away from being Christians. Many people are walking away from believing that there is even a higher power that exists. We cannot let people fall by the wayside. We have a responsibility to that as well. And one thing that God also does in this passage, my friends, when he says, And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. He's taking back possession of Judah as his inheritance because God did not forget the words that he gave to Abraham when he promised Abraham that his entire family and generations to come from his seed would be blessed and that they would inherit and have the land. This is a confirmation of that, my friends. Because Abraham was the father of Israel. And he was promised that his descendants would bless the whole world. That promise has also been fulfilled, my friends. This promise is being fulfilled to us today. Because as more nations come to know Christ, as more communities, people get to know Christ, that promise is fulfilled. You and I get blessings from this word that God has given us. And back then with Abraham, 
Jacob and Isaac and all those that came after that were blessed, that God blessed. We're in that lineage. We are being blessed, my friends. God is blessing us. He doesn't forget about us. He restores to us what was lost to us. He prepares a place for us, a great place of measurement, a great place that will have boundaries. And you know, those boundaries are to protect us. And so don't we don't go outside of God's will. Adam and Eve went outside of God's will. They had everything they needed in the Garden of Eden. And God gave them a boundary. He said, you can have all of this except, except this one tree. Don't, whatever you do, don't touch it. Right? He placed boundaries. And then we know the story how the boundary was broken and then the trajectory of what happened after that. When God is something, is doing something in our lives right now, he's preparing us, my friends, and he's setting up things accordingly for us and he tells us, move. We move. We don't hesitate. We go quickly. We heed his word. We heed what he's telling us because it's for a reason. I remember... Um, and I think I've shared this story with you before. I remember many years ago uh, when I, I was a homeowner with my husband on, on a property. And we were really going through a tough time. And I had been praying to the Lord of, you know, what am I supposed to do? What am I, what's going to happen now? And I heard the voice very clearly. you got to let go of this place. And I was like, okay. And I remember I heard his voice and I acted on it. And in that action that I took on behalf of the Lord of what I heard from him to tell me to do, I ended up going through a new place and a new trajectory and a new thing he was doing in my life. So my friends, I am here to encourage you that God is always by your side. He never leaves you. He's always preparing a place for you. He's always having, has you under construction. And just remember that being under construction is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. That means things are being fixed. Things are being set up accordingly. Things are being lined up. And when it's necessary, then God will finish the beautiful construction. And you'll take a look at it and you'll be like, wow, Lord, you did this. So my friends, as this dog is barking from my neighbor's side... <laughs> I'm going to end my podcast with this. God loves you. Stay encouraged. And continue, my friends, to believe and have hope in Him. I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you next week. We will rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage. A new beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.